very powerful lesson this morning. And it's certainly one that um, many of you can attest to that we've, uh, we've experienced the theological drama of today's lesson. But today we're going to try and make some sense uh, of it all. Um, this is what we're going to do. Um, we're going to uh, present to you a lesson out of uh, Second Corinthians. Uh, and we're going to be looking at chapter 1, verses 1 through uh, 11. Uh, 1 through 11. Um, Amen, amen, amen. Uh, Minister uh, Brown, would you uh, run over to Hebrews chapter 4, uh, start with verses uh, 14 through 16 for me right quick. Uh, Minister Harriet Brown, uh, Sister Mills, would you unmic? Would you unmic? And uh, okay. God is good and greatly to be praised. There is none like him. I know I, I've been in the valley uh, and I found no one like him. I, I've been on mountaintops and I've found no one like him. He is God, creator and sustainer of life. Y'all, you guys did not hear me because nobody shouted. He is God creator. Uh, and, and I know that one, that one says, okay, I, I got that, but he's also the sustainer of life. And that means that whatever you're going through, God can take you through it because he is a sustainer. He is the ultimate sustainer. Paul writes to the church at Corinth and you've been with me throughout um, this series on uh, Corinth, as Paul is addressing the various issues in Corinth. Uh, but somewhere uh, after 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul is making preparations to go uh, on his second trip to Corinth, but he sees an, uh, an urgent need to share with them what we now have as second uh, Corinthians. Uh, many believe that. Some, in fact, believe that First and Second Corinthians is really just one book, one uh, letter. Uh, but be that as it may, we want to look at this morning, this particular passage in Second Corinthians 1 through 11. But before we go there, before Sister Mills comes, I want Minister Brown to read for us, and I want you to hear, hear very carefully the words out of Hebrews 4. Uh, yeah, we can start with 14 through 16, you know, so that uh, Minister Brown can get warmed up. And then, uh, Minister Brown, once you conclude those three verses, would you read the golden text, which is verse 4 of this particular passage, verse 4 of this particular passage. Okay, let's, let's, let's hear it. Okay, Hebrews 4, 6, 14 and through 16, you said? Yes, uh-huh. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. 
for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And then um, the golden text, God, comfort us in all our tribulations that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. The title of our lesson today is God's Comfort in Trouble. As a young uh, boy and certainly kid and teenager, one of the great hymns uh, sung in our church on a regular basis, um, Sister Pillow, was uh, a song uh, that, that had these words, come ye disconsolate, wherever ye uh, languish, uh, earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot cure. Here, bring your wounded heart. Here, tell your sorrows, because heaven had, because earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot cure. In Hebrews, we see that we have an advocate, a high priest, who is touched by our afflictions because he has gone through anything that we can ever go through. Today's lesson entitled God Comforts in Trouble out of 2 Corinthians 1 through 11. Mr. Meal, uh, Sister Mills rather, is going to tell us uh, three things as she reads. And, and I'll point them out to you as she reads. So I'd like for her to read uh, verses one through two so we can see uh, how God's comfort in the time of trouble, we can kind of break it down, Brother Davis, and, and, and show you what this is all about. Sister Mills? Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God in Corinth, together with all his holy people throughout Arcasia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul first points out to us that it's all about God. It's all about God. Whatever this life brings, Sister Hollis, it's all about God. And he shows us that first of all, God's man is talking to you. God's man, who God has used as an apostle, who has been given the authority to take the gospel to the Gentiles, to this very church at Corinth and this a uh, 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 region uh, in Greece uh, called Achaia. In, in Achaia, uh, this, this region, this, this string of cities uh, with 
Corinth at its north. Paul is saying, I have gone to these places and I've had this, these experiences while being God's man. Paul says that whatever I'm about to say to you, I'm saying it based on my experience and my relationship and the authority that has been given to me by guess who? God. He says, first of all, I'm God's man. I'm God's man and I've lived a life that is not free from suffering. As a matter of fact, my life has been one of suffering, but yet I'm God's man. And, and, and I know some of you would ask the question, just as uh, you've asked sometimes on your own behalf, why is it that a loving God, that a caring God permits so much suffering and discomfort? For his people. If, if we are God's people, why do we have to suffer? Well, why isn't the Christian life a life of just total roses? Just over the tree? Well, I, 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 I tell you what, it is. But if you carefully examine the rose bush, you'll find many thorns. You, you'll find amongst all that beauty, the thorns and the pricks, the hurts and the pain of God's people. It's all about God. And Paul addresses this church at Corinth. And if you notice last week, he talked about Sosthenes and uh, he uh, now has been joined by his protege, Timothy. And, and he puts him on the same par. He makes that same greeting to him. He says, we are God's men. We are God's people. Praise be the God. That's what he says. He says, for the grace and the peace he has brought to you. He says, we are God's men. I am God's man. I'm speaking with authority. And what I'm about to tell you is based not on some uh, experiential moment. I'm telling you what has been normative in my life. And that is pain and suffering. This, this week uh, in our local congregation, that, that very pain and suffering has been experienced. And, and, and there are some that are so pressed down and, and, and distressed, it seems as if though life is unbearable. But Paul is about to tell us that he's not only God's man, but he's going to tell you that whenever there's pain and suffering in your life, that the source of any comfort is God himself. Says, I'm God's man. But when you're in pain, it's all about God's comfort. Sister Mills, verse uh, three and four, please. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all 
comfort. Now, uh, Sister Mills read verse three, and I'm glad, you know, she's gotten so accustomed uh, to me. She knew I was going to interrupt her before I went to four. He's, she, she, what she just read was that Paul is saying, I thank God. I praise God who is the God of comfort. He, he, he is the one who has been compassionate. He is the one that has given mercy. That whatever you are going through, you know one thing. God is still on the throne and he's doing his job of providing mercy and comfort for all of us. Uh, 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 uh. Verse four, uh, Sister Mills. Who comforted us in all our tribulation that we wait may be- Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you say who comforted us in all our tribulations? In, in other words, Sister Pillow, there ain't anything that you're going through. Brother Monty, there is nothing you're going through. Minister Brown, there's nothing you're going through that God is not the source of comfort. Y'all don't hear it. It's a very interesting word that's used there, uh, uh, Minister Brown. Uh, it, it's, that, it, it's, it's the word parakaleo. It's the same word that we get. It's a form of paraclete. It, it means to come alongside. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that you are that is happening to God's people that God is not the source that comes alongside you in anything you're in. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm gonna tell you, a lot of you will shout, but but let, 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 let me tell you what that really means. That means that God is not going to take the trouble from you, but he'll be with you doing the trouble. Oh, wait. God is not going to uh, 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 stop the struggles, but he'll be right there to help you in the struggle because he is the source of all comfort. He is the one that is with you when mama, daddy, brothers, sisters, pastors, deacons, uh, uh, fellow ushers and greeters, when they're all gone, God is right there with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, 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 that right there is a blessing within itself. It says that I am not immune, that the Christian life, that God's people, God's man, God's woman, God's boy, God's girl is not immune from struggle. But God will help you in the struggle. God is a paraclete. He is a helper. He is a present help. He is always in the struggle because he's the God of all comfort. Y'all heard of who is who comforted, who comes alongside of you in all your tribulation. Sister Mills, continue. That, that we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. He's not only the source of all comfort, Minister Brown. Paul here tells us that the reason we suffer and the reason we are comforted mm -hmm. is so that we can be a comfort, comfort. to 
else. Folks, let, 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 let me tell you, there's a whole bunch of struggling folk in this world. There's a whole bunch of struggling folk in this country. There's a whole bunch of struggling folk in this city. There's a whole bunch of struggling folk in this county. There's a whole bunch of struggling folk in this community. There's a whole bunch of struggling folk in this church. But we can be comforted by the fact that what they are going through, they need to then turn around when they've come through what they've gone through for somebody else. There's a method to this madness. There's a reason, there's a purpose for you going through some of the struggle so that God can come alongside you, help you through the struggle, comfort you in the struggle so that you can comfort someone else. So whatever is given to us, God is expected for us to give to others. He's a God of all mercy. He's a God of all comfort. And he says that he comforts you so that you can comfort others. Verse 5, Sister Mills. For as the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. <laughs> hey, we have plenty of hard times that come following Christ. But no more so than the good times of the healing comfort and to get a full measure of that comfort too. He, he, he's saying, you're not only going to be comforted, but, but, and you're not only going to comfort others, that it will abound. It will build up. This is all about comforting. This, this, this is the churchocentric work now. Come on, basic doctrine. One, one, one more point for you. This is the churchocentric uh, thing that we're to do. And it says that in this life you will have troubles, but be of good cheer. God has sent us a paraclete, someone to come alongside us and help us through the struggle. And we're to do the same for others. Verse 6, Sister Mills. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and your and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same suffering we suffer. Paul simply said, in this life, and especially in the work, in the churchocentric work that you do, uh, you're going to suffer. But it works out for both your healing and your salvation. He says here something really interesting. He says, which is effectual in enduring the same suffering, which we also suffer. It means that it works out. It is worked out. Because, you know, if we're treated well, giving a helping hand and encouraging word, that also works for the benefit of sparing 
uh, others on. Paul says, the trouble that I am going through will help somebody else. The trouble that resurrection is going through right this morning, the hurt, the pain that we're going through right now, it will work out. It will work out to encourage and to spur someone else on. He's trying to tell you, God is the God of all comfort. God is the source of all comfort. And God has a method to his madness. God has a method to ensuring that others are comforted. And that method is you, the church. The church is a place for hurting folk. We, we can't exclude folk that are hurting because they don't look like us. They don't think like us. And God is exacting judgment just as he did in the church of Corinth because he says, you've got to understand that, that, that life is not a bed of roses. You just don't go through life and everything is all well. Because unless your faith is tried, unless your faith is put under fire, and anybody know, been living more than uh, 10 hours, knows that once fire is, hits anything, it exacts pain. You ever stuck your hand on a hot stove? You ever stuck your hand on open fire? It says that that pain teaches us something. And he says here, seems to be saying that it's teaching us that as God helps us through our struggles, through our pain, through our hurt, we need to be about helping other folk. Because it's all about God. It's all about God's comfort. It's not about yours. We're not talking about you yet. We're talking about just what God expects his church, his body, to do. He says they're going to suffer. But there's a purpose behind the suffering. You're not suffering just in vain. You're not going through all this hurt. Why is it that every time you seem like you're getting some momentum, something happens? Because God is trying to work some things out of you. And, and we don't like to take that like that, uh, Brother Bo. We, we, we don't. You know, we, we think, God, we, we don't need this fire. We don't need this heat right now. But you guys know, been around, my favorite illustration is the one of the silversmith. A silversmith, uh, when you're refining uh, silver, he dips it in this hot vat. He not only dips it in the hot vat, he turns up the heat. And that's the way it is with us. God dips us in the hot bath and it turns up the heat. And you say, Lord, why? Why, why so hot, Lord? Why, why, why me? And it keeps on turning up the heat. 
and he turns up the heat just as the silversmith does until he can see his reflection in the vat. When Christ sees himself in you, that's when the heat will be turned out. But notice one thing. The silversmith doesn't leave the vat. And neither does Christ. And when the heat is turned down, there is something valuable there. So we are comforted. We are cooled down. We are relieved of distress so that we can go and share with others. Verse 7. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the suffering, so shall ye be also of the consolation. Paul here says, when, when, when you just, when we just see that you're willing to endure the hard times just as we have, we know that you're going to make it. There's not one bit of doubt in our mind that you will make it. And this is the message that you can share with others. Folk, there are hurting folk in this church, in this family church school. In the evangelism process, in the minister's uh, ministry meeting, in your life groups, they need consolation. And the hope is not in themselves. The hope is not even in you. The hope is in God. But you have hope when you share the comfort, the testimonies of how God brought you through. Because it's a help. I, I, I'll show you in a minute. Because Paul says, I'm God's man. I've gone through a lot of stuff. I've been persecuted. And, 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 and the persecution is not only come from outside. The persecution has come from inside. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Paul is saying it not only came from the Gentiles, but it came from the Jews. It, it, it not only came from uh, 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 folk who did know Christ, but it came from the very folk who said they know Christ. I've suffered. But praise be to God, the God of all mercy, the God of all, all comfort, I have been comforted. And now God's man is telling you about God's comfort. Y'all, 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 y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. So I tell you what. What's your plan in God? Is this the plan? Please share with us, Paul, what the plan is. We, we know you're God's man. And you saying that God's got all the comfort. Just give me some insight. Sister Mills, verse 8. For we would not have, we would not, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of your trouble 
which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength and so much that we despaired even of life. You realize how powerful verse eight is? Do, do any of you realize how powerful verse eight is? Listen, listen to verse eight. Paul said, brethren, Sister Ogletree, Sister Hollis, Sister Randall, Sister Lovelace, Brother Monty, Brother Bogan, Sister Barnes, Brother Fred, Brother Davis, Sister Gwen. I would not have you, he uses the word there, ignorant. But do you know what it means? It simply means that you don't know. You don't know. So that would tell me, Sister Neil, that when you are going through something, y'all hear me this morning. When you are going through something, why don't you talk to folk about it? What, what, what? People need to know what you're going through. And you know what? You don't have to exaggerate your hurt, your pain, but just tell the truth about what you're going through. Good morning, Sister Ogletree. Oh, I'm fine and highly favored. I'm just going on blessed of the Lord. Sister Alice, how you doing this morning? Oh, Lord, the Lord is just blessing me. He just keeps on blessing me. All is well, all is well. Let me tell you something. All is not well. That's some hell that all of us are going through. Paul here is saying, you need to talk about it to somebody. Because Folk can't comfort that which they don't know. If you're well, why should I comfort you? Ain't nothing to comfort. Do you hear me, Sister Vanessa? Ain't nothing to comfort. But everybody wants to be so secret. And then we're hit with the kinds of things that we've been hit with this week. Paul is saying, I'm going to tell you about my problems. Hey, over there in Asia Minor. I was so distressed. I was so near death. I was so near death. I wanted death. I wanted to embrace death. I said, death, come on. Because death had to be better than the pain that I was going through, than the persecution, than the affliction. So the plan is, if you're in trouble, talk about it. But everybody wants to be so secret. You're sick. You're sick in your body. So what? It is appointed once for man to die. The day that you are born, you you draw your first breath. You yep. You you cry because the doctor done slapped you on your bottom. <laughs> you are dying. You're not in the land of the living. You're in the land of the dying. And, 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 and we don't know why we don't talk about these issues that are affecting us. Physical, emotional, spiritual. Paul says, I have you not, not know that. I won't go through all of this and not share it with you. I want you to know. Because 
there's something, there's a part that you play here. This is God's plan. God says, first of all, you're going to go through the affliction. You're going to be uh, persecuted. He says, but talk about, talk to one another, communicate to one another. It's a shame for you to be going through something, not telling anybody, and then when the worst, when the most catastrophic event happens, you were saying, I wish I had known. Oh, they needed uh, such and such medicine. Oh, I could have hooked them up with my doctor's friend, my pharmacy friend. They could have had that. They, they could have gotten the the, uh, the counseling that they need. I got a very good friend that could do that. Paul says, you're going to have affliction. But in verse 8, he says, you got to do like I did. You got to talk to somebody about it. Y'all hear me this morning. Somebody being blessed this morning. See, because, you know, it's very easy to sit back and think you got it made. To think that you're not going through anything. Oh, it'll be all right. I'll just talk to the Lord. The Lord says, no, I want you to talk to each other. That's why I established the church. Jesus Christ did Christocentric ministry. He's gone back now, Minister Brown, to be our high priest who knows all of our affliction. And he says, you can come and tell, first of all, you can tell others. Then Paul says, hey, that, that's not the only plan. That's not all of the plan. Verse 9. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth, raiseth the dead. He says, first of all, tell somebody and don't trust in yourself. He says, you can trust God who raises the dead. If God can raise the dead, you mean to tell me he can't heal the sick? He, he, he can't comfort those who are, 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 are in mental distress? He raised the dead? He said, but you have to, first of all, not trust yourself. Yourself will get you in trouble. He says, whenever you're in uh, distress, whenever you're being afflicted, whenever you're being persecuted, or whenever you're just going through, don't trust yourself. Depend on God. Because he's a God of comfort, all comfort for God's men and women. Y'all don't see the plan here. <laughs> you're going to have trouble. You got to talk about it to each other. And he says, you got to trust God. You, you've got to trust God even when you get the bad report. You've you got to trust God when it says there is no way out, that you are totally being crushed by the pain of what's going on in your life. He says, just trust God. He's your only hope. You got to be dependent on God and God alone. There are many folk on this Zoom call 
that we unmuted them and just told them. Have you ever been through? You know what you would hear, Sister Overtree? Oh, yes, I've been through. But, but, but guess what? Notice they say they've been through, Sister Holly. Sister Pillar, they said they've been through. They came out. And if you ask them, wait a minute, you've been through? Well, well, how did you get through? They would tell you, Minister Brown, if it had not been for the law, who was on my side. There, 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 there were days when I said that, hey, I can't handle this. There, there were nights when you stained your pillows with tears of remorse, hurt, emotional and physical. But that's a past. I got through it. But I got through it only by the mercy and compassion of God. I looked to the source of comfort. When I cried out, when I was in pain, I didn't call the White House. I called the Holy Throne that I could go to boldly and say, Lord, I can't handle this. If you don't intervene, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let me just, because I, I have y'all not know. Y'all, no, many of you know that, you know, see, we didn't have no anniversary this week. So we'll, I'll talk about my own. At the very first day of the month, I had my, I celebrated 50 years. Do you think that Brother Sneed could have survived 50 years of marriage with Dorothy Sneed without crying out, oh, Lord? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Do you, do you think Sister Sneed could have survived 50 years with me without crying, Lord, have mercy. Lord, if you don't take over, I'll have to kill him. <laughs> if, it ain't, if I don't depend on you, and don't you think through all those years, there were people that she could confide in that yeah. consoled her and comforted her. But she still trusted God. So you got to talk to each other. But you got to trust God. Only way you can get through. Only way you can get through. Every day. And just because you survive 50, don't mean you'll survive 51. You better trust God. You better know there's some days ahead. But you're going to have to depend totally on him and not yourselves. That's God's plan. Now, Sister Mills, who delivereth us from so great a death and that deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Huh. Talk to people, trust God, and he'll deliver. Uh, oh, I'm going to let y'all go to church. Y'all talk to people. This is God's plan for your consolation, for your comfort. Talk to people. Trust God. And he'll deliver. Ah, let's go to church because he delivered. He delivered 
me from such a great death, and he's still delivering. He's still delivering. You you were some in some stuff on Monday that God got you out of. Oh yeah, you think about it. Even your thoughts were causing you pain. It was God that gave you the comfort. He delivered you because he's the source of all comfort. It is God's people. God is the source of all comfort. And we are concluding God's plan. Because Sister Mill is going to read verse 11. Ye also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. Yes. The plan is that you talk to people. So that they can talk to God about your problem. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me. It's an excellent plan. It's a, you know, talk to people. Talk to Sister Reese. Talk to Brother Fred. Talk to Sister Regina. Talk to Brother Davies. Talk to Terry Moulton. Talk to Terry Jane. Talk to Kathleen. You ain't the only one going through problems. And even if they have not gone through the problem and can comfort you in their share, they can talk to God about your problem. <laughs> he says, because that is the plan. That's why, Minister Brown read, we can go to the throne boldly. We don't have to go there weakly. We can go there boldly, declaring that Lord God you know what the problem is. I talked to Elizabeth Jeffries about it. I talked to Vanessa Reese about it. I talked to Sandra Marshall about it. I've talked to Johnson about it. I've talked to Greg B about it. But God, I'm trusting you. Oh, you said, Minister Brown, pray for me? Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah, she told me all about it. She interceded on your behalf. She heard your cry. She shared your discomfort. And I am the God of all comfort. I sent my son to suffer and die in your place. He who knew no sin became sin for you. You're talking about distress? You're talking about discomfort? You're talking about pain? You're talking about agony? You're talking about near death, total death experiences? And God, the God of all comfort, in your greatest tribulations, heard the cry of those that interceded on your behalf. When you couldn't speak for yourself, when the talking with your church members, your prayer partner was impossible, 
your prayer partners talk to God on your behalf. The plan is simple. God <clears throat> will suffer, but God will comfort. And the reason God will comfort because God has a plan. He tells Bogan that you can tell others about your situation and that you should. Because we think that nobody's going through this but us. You think you're the only one who's going through divorce? You think you're the only one who has cancer in your body? You don't. You're the only one who's ever had a bad heart. You're the only one who has been abandoned by parents. You're the only one who's been left alone. You're the only one whose friends have turned back to. You're the only one. Nobody has that unique experience. It's just you. That's crazy thinking. If you look to your right, you look to your left. If you just talk to folks. You'd be surprised. The folk that you think that have never gone through anything like you're going through are the very folk you need to talk to. And when you get through talking to them, trust God. And when you get through talking to them, ask them to intercede on your behalf. That the God of all comfort would comfort you in the days that are present in the days that are here just as he's comforted you in the past that's my time thanks for yours Take today yes Take is that Marshall. sister Marshall yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I always think that you do a great job in teaching God's word, but I'd like to give it to anyone that didn't understand anything that you said. Just put it in simple terms. We, now remember, we cannot see the rainbow unless we see some rain. God bless. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Bless you. Bless oh. you, bless you, bless you. Yes. See you guys next week.